This is your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. I'm Leisha Holmes, and I just wanted to say thank you for choosing to listen to our episode. Now, before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Hoxo Media and Vincere. I will explain a bit more about them later on in the episode as to how you, our listener, can benefit from a unique discount by mentioning the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you contact them. Now, remember to click subscribe as you're listening now to get notified of every new weekly episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. Well, today was a first on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast because this is the first time we've interviewed somebody who's based over in Dubai, although it's a little bit cheaty because he's actually based in the UK as we record it, but his business is based in Dubai, but it's a remote model. Uh, Clayton Pullum is a very inspiring leader, and I think that when you listen to a lot of what he has to say, he's uh, refreshingly brilliant. Um, He's somebody that bravely launched a business into a sector that he didn't have any knowledge of, particularly other than being a trader himself. I think that crypto, blockchain, Bitcoin, Web3, these are all parts of the world that for a lot of recruiters and a lot of people listening will all, will still be in a different sphere. But it's a world that's disrupting a very traditional sector. And it's one that none of us can ignore. So during this amazing episode for the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, I'm going to talk to Clayton about how he set his business up, what he thinks true entrepreneurship looks like, whether that's internally or externally. There's a lot of advice in there for recruiters who are struggling to find a niche. There's some exceptional advice for those listeners that we have who may be sat there thinking about launching on their own, regardless of sector. And there's also some real brilliant gold snippets for existing leaders too you can still learn something even from a a relatively new leader like Clayton I have to say I really enjoyed the conversation and I hope you do too so without further hesitation let's jump into the episode this is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast and I'm really excited to welcome to our global community today our first ever guest from Dubai although technically speaking he's actually based at home in the UK at the moment but I'd like to welcome to everybody today Clayton Pullum who is the co-founder of Satoshi Solutions so welcome to today Clayton how are you? Yeah I'm very well thank you very very pleased to be on board today excited Mm. to, to yeah see what we can talk about. I'm really, really excited. So we are going to be talking about a really interesting topic, actually, because you are a a relatively new business in a relatively embryonic sector, which gets me very excited because our global community, a large part of our listeners are people starting out their career in recruitment. We might have a a lot of people listening in your space, but also those who maybe are a little bit bit fed up, bit stagnant, thinking which market should I be looking at? So let's just hand over to you. Tell us a little bit about Satoshi Solutions and why we're talking here today. Yeah, 100%. So like you said, I co-founded Satoshi Solutions with my partner who I worked with before at a previous firm. We were building out banks, insurance companies, fintechs um, sort of throughout Europe. Um, and we'd always had a really big passion for crypto. You know, every 10 minutes, you know, we're, we were submitting a candidate and then checking our trading accounts on Binance or whatever apps we used to use. Um, and we thought, you know, could we use this skill that we seem to have in recruitment? You know, we feel like we're pretty good at this. We feel like we're able to provide a service. Could we provide this in, in a sector that, you know, I'm more passionate about? So naturally what we did was reach out to some contacts that we had within the crypto industry and just 
straight up asked them, you know, is this actually a service that you guys are looking for? Because we did some market research and there wasn't many companies providing that kind of service in this sector, especially when we set up, which was over a year ago now. Um, so we said, you know, is this something you're looking for? And they were almost on their hands and knees, like, please, please, you know, recruitment is so needed. We need to move people from traditional industries, whether it's banking, whether it's insurance, uh, whether it's marketing into crypto. But we also need some some help with mobility within the crypto sector, within the Web3 sector as well. Um, helping people know what jobs are out there, know what they should be earning and also help employers from their side mm -hmm. as well. It was a wild west and still is to a large extent in this industry. Um, so we're here to serve both candidates and also obviously our clients. Why did you choose Dubai? Because I know we've just been talking off camera. Talk to us a little bit about your location. Sure. So we are based in Dubai, but we're a fully remote company. You know, I want to make that absolutely clear. We have people Super. all over the world. We recruit all over the world for companies and candidates. You know, we have candidates that come from Bolivia, Ukraine, Poland, Australia, the US. So it's completely global. So what better place to do that than the Middle East? You know, the perhaps former, you know, center of the world um, mm -hmm. in terms of our you know, specific industry as well. Dubai is a fantastic place. It's pro regulation. It moves fast. Um, there's a new license for crypto every other week. So what you're seeing is, you know, dozens and dozens of, you know, leading crypto companies, startups within the crypto sector all establish themselves in Dubai. So for us, you know, it, it ticks every box. We're a remote first company, like I said, and, you know, mm -hmm. the, the business environment in Dubai allows you to, to travel. You only have to be there a few days a year to, to take advantage of the business environment there. And then, you know, fantastic regulation. So it was a, it was really a no brainer. Yeah, it sounds like it. Absolutely. And, and you yourself settling yourself over there in a new country. How's that been? I'm sure there are people listening yeah, that have done the same thing. It's been it's been interesting. Um, the way that we've kind of structured our company is that we try to go to as many conferences um, mm. as we can. So we really try and follow the conference. And it's something that I love so much, actually, about the crypto oh, wonderful. sector and the blockchain sector, because everyone's always trying to meet up. We're trying to share ideas, right? This is mm. something really complex we're trying to build, whether you're talking NFTs or decentralized finance, which is effectively changing the banking system of the world, mm. putting you know power back in the hands of people. So people need to share ideas. You know, Rome wasn't built mm. in a day and you know mm. our, our sector won't be either. So the fact that everyone's always willing to come together is fantastic. So we try to really have an on the ground presence and travel as much as we can, which meant that I've only probably spent a month in Dubai this year oh, wow. having, you know, moved there and have, <laughs> having a base there. But I, I really don't spend That's a, lot wonderful. Of, a lot of time there because we, we end up traveling so much and following the crypto community mm. around the world. Mm. I, I do think that's why it's such an ex exceptionally exciting space and we will come back to a little bit later on in the interview some of the more mechanics around the talent in your market and what what the sort of key drivers are but just to put some context you mentioned there that you launched in 2021 and your strap line is you're not your typical blockchain recruiter so what do you actually mean by that what what's the reason for that strap line yes yeah, so that's actually a relatively new term I was having a look at our LinkedIn the other day I was like this seems a little bit infantile from when we started the company, you know, everything was going into branding right away. And I thought since we have been, you know, incepted, since we came into the space, there's been an influx, you know, mm. there really has. And you mm. probably only notice it if you're in the space because there were so few and now there's, you know, a good amount. Okay. So what we like to differentiate ourselves as is first, we're crypto enthusiasts and second, we're recruiters. Mm. What we've seen over the last year is that you're going to, you're getting, you know, large companies, you're getting startups that don't really know and dare I say it, care about crypto, but they've mm. seen, you know, a gold pot and they've come to, they've come to collect yeah. it. Cowboys have come into the town, mm. but that's not what we are. We came into this sector because 
yeah, of course we're good at recruitment, but we really care about crypto. You know, it was our whole lives. I would spend hours and hours a day on my screen time, you know, is justified. Look, just looking at crypto markets, looking at projects, reading white papers, and really feeling like this can have, you know, a difference on the world. And like mm. I said, put power back in the hands of people. So we okay. come from this industry, we care about it. Mm. Um, and that's why we want to serve it. You know, our, our prices are nearly half what our competitors charge. And we're able to do that because we actually care about the work we're doing. Yeah. We're not only doing it to make a quick buck. You want to become part of that industry, and that's we'll have to have a little 100%. chat, a little chat off camera because I've not quite got my head around the whole uh, Web three thing yet. So that's interesting. So, contextualizing what you've just said there, this is a disruptive sector to a very traditional uh, finance world, the, the banking sector, and I love how you position it that it's putting the power back in the hands of the people. So who doesn't want to be part of that journey? But in terms of talent attraction, even in traditional markets such as finance, such as legal, such as financial services, there's a talent shortage, and there will be for a generation. So in an embryonic sector like this how are you as a provider to your industry finding talent how, how are you sort of making sure that you're delivering what your clients need okay so I just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now and what one company Hoxo Media are doing about it there's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote unquote modern recruiter personal branding building an online presence finding new and innovative ways to engage the market, whatever your market is. It's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment, to be honest. Meanwhile, Hoxo have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector. And they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity. They've developed a proven methodology to follow on LinkedIn daily to establish you, you, as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis. Now they teach it all to you over an eight week course in the Hoxo Academy. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of COVID and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com, or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout. But make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you, and just quote the podcast, the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now, back to the chat. It's one of our USPs, to be honest. Um, right. You'll see if you log on to our, on our page and you look mm. at our employees, of course, most of them have a LinkedIn premium account. Myself and my co-founder don't have LinkedIn premiums. Wow. And the reason for that is because we want to show to our clients that, of course, you know, we're not undervaluing LinkedIn. It's a fantastic mm. platform, mm. but we don't want to solely rely on LinkedIn as our you know, resourcing place. Web3, like you said, is a disruptive industry, which means that it's not typical, which means that you have people that aren't on LinkedIn, that aren't mm. active on LinkedIn, that you know, kind of go against that centralization of social media platforms. So they go to new platforms. They go to Discord. They go to Reddit. They go to Telegram which is, you know, really our stomping grounds. Second to that, you know, that's the online world. You know, similar to what I was saying before, we go to as many conferences as mm. we can. We go to hacker, event, uh, hacker events, the software developers. We go to hackathons. Mm. We go to conferences where we're meeting people in person that, like I said, perhaps don't want to have that centralised online social media presence. 
and we're able to you know take full advantage of that and find candidates that aren't just being regurgitated and refreshed by yeah. the same agencies yeah. you know I, I speak to agencies that go oh we've got the same marketing director that have been presented to us four times by different companies Oof. you know you're not going to see that from us so no so that's how we try and, and source it from from different places and, and don't try and put the emphasis just on LinkedIn it's actually quite I mean I, I've got a, a very long-standing history in recruitment I've been doing recruitment for nearly 25 years and you actually you're blending quite um a tradi- I think a, a traditional bit in a good way meeting people actually having meaningful relationships by meeting them in person or, or over zoom but meeting them and actually getting to know those people those individuals rather than you know what 99% of the market's doing which is like you say tapping people up on LinkedIn so I actually found that really refreshing and you know for our listener who's sat there you know working in a, in a niche market like crypto and obviously we will keep it to crypto that is actually so how you it's how you elevate yourself as a recruiter you become seen as that industry expert because you're actually out there in the community immersing yourself but I think it all goes back to what you said at the very start of your intro that is because you personally are passionate about the sector and you're interested in it and you you couldn't turn up at these conferences and events if you actually either didn't understand it or couldn't give a share about it you know you just couldn't and it's it's about being willing to learn as well. Mm. Crypto is so complicated. You know, mm. half the viewers here, they'll have a basic understanding, but mm. they won't they won't have a full understanding. But no one does, you know. No. Um, we don't know the person <laughs> that created Bitcoin. It's, it's, a, it's a key example. You know, there's, there's, there's a world of things to learn. It's one of the most innovative industries in the world. Yep. So you can't come in this industry and be like, oh, I know everything. This is how it works. You have to be willing to mm. learn every day and accept that, you know, you're wrong. And there's new information every day. You know, you ha- you have to keep moving in this space, otherwise you go backwards because yeah. everyone is just moving forwards every day. So we try and we try and keep up the best we can. It gets a little difficult sometimes. Mm, the conference sure. trial is exhausting. Let me tell you, but we, I'm sure. we uh we try and keep up. So so again, sort of bringing in the broader picture as a, as an industry, then the crypto blockchain. You know, all all of this ever changing and every day it's going to change how do external factors like the recession like the war like the cost of living crisis how does that actually impact you know a currency that's so new and ever changing 100 percent. it's it's difficult as as a new founder as a new business Mm. um things got off to a great start for us um Mm. we were sort of flying we thought as the typical new business does that does well in the first couple of months i'm I'm indestructible and then suddenly february you know 2022 march 2022 things started taking a little bit of a mm. a, a harder turn you know a bit of a, a, a trouble few weeks and we thought right what can we do to kind of combat this recession because like in the wider you know economy macroeconomics of course we're we're exposed to that but we're also exposed to our own industry trends mm. um which is even more volatile than you know cyclical economies Absolutely. on a larger scale you know bitcoin everyone knows you know even if you're not into it that it's it's hot here one minute and here Damn it. Absolutely. Minute. um so what do we do to try and protect ourselves and you know mm. minimize exposure what we've tried to do is is have one side of our business that you know works on core crypto projects that is really you know focused on that decentralization aspect okay. but also being able to serve the web two companies, the the banks, the financial corporations that are in the space that are moving into blockchain. And what that means right. is that rather than using Bitcoin or a cryptocurrency, they're actually using the core fundamental technology that works, you know, mm-hmm. on the foundation layer, which is the blockchain technology, right? You know, it's distributed ledger technology and it's things that large corporations, whether it's the UK government using it for the vaccine rollout, um, whether it's you know different corporations using it for different things, Royal Mail, you know, releasing NFTs. There's so many different 
ways that it can be used. So, you know, getting into these core companies that are, you know, well established and using blockchain technology is a great way for us to reduce exposure to the to the wider market and the recession because then when crypto is doing great okay we're doing great too but yeah. you know if it takes a little bit of a tumble then we're still mm-hmm. protected because we have this side of the business which is working you know on the core technology that's really re- and again listening to this if you're in a niche sector actually what you're saying is you can be niche you can have this vertical focus but you're doing it acro- you're, you're, you're limiting your risk by having it across a number of different industries effectively yeah so, well, sub subsectors within the same industry, subsectors you know you yeah could, definitely you, and that's what it's about is about mm-hmm. knowing about your industry really having an inside out knowledge not just going there because you see oh okay i see the salaries in that industry are quite high actually you know learning about it learning the nuances of an industry mm. and in that way you can differentiate yourself mm. and i love the fact as well that you know picking up on a point you said earlier on that you're so mobilized because you're working a you know totally remote model and your sector and most web3 sectors are going to be totally remote going forward that's how you're going to attract future talent pools where does diversity and inclusion play a part in this how sort of edi friendly is the sector We briefly interrupt this chat on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to introduce to you our partnership with Vincere, the recruitment operating system. Vincere is the modern recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies around the globe. A single tech platform that unifies your CRM, your ATS, your website, candidate and client portals, shift scheduler, timesheets, data and analytics, and now including video interviewing and outreach all under one roof. This is the reason the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast chose to partner with Vincere because we want to make the job of a modern recruiter as simple as possible. So if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to manage your entire operation, visit vincere.io and remember to mention the recruiters recruitment podcast now back to the chat a hundred percent so we find it a lot in the sector um where people will come to us and go you know we're looking for we're looking for a woman uh we're looking for a female software developer we're looking for a mm. female project manager mm. and i've worked with a lot of companies that have said okay you know we came into web through we're actually quite surprised because what happens and it's a similar thing that i was talking about with linkedin <laughs> where the identities online are a lot more, um, I don't want to say fluid, but there's mm-hmm. almost like um, a blend, right? Where in the in the corporate industry, everyone's got their face. Um, this is me. I'm, you know, I'm Alicia Holmes. This is what I do. I've done this for 25 years. In Web3, there's a completely different side where I might have an NFT as a profile picture and I might call myself, um, you know, Leisha.e because that's my online digital identity. So what I've found about blockchain, which is fantastic, is that it's so much more based upon skill than it is based upon which university did you go to? Oh, have you got four stellar A-levels? You know, and this is something we're trying to work on as well, not in, just in terms of diversity, but lowering the barrier to entry within our industry, Good. trying to encourage the internships, because that's somewhere where we're not at yet as an mm-hmm. industry. This is something with, you know, a problem that we're facing that my co-founder often talks about when he, he does talks in panels and, and, and such mm. is, you know, within the banking in insurance industries, you're looking at about 40% of the open vacancies are for entry level positions um, wow. within blockchain. Um, you're looking at about one to four percent. So, you know, depending on what companies you're looking at, you're you're nearly 40 times off in some companies where we need to be. So it's about, you know, trying to encourage businesses to to bring on internships, 
which is difficult. You know, we're a new industry, so people want to build the product now. They don't want to build the product in five or ten years. It's a, it's a, it's a race to the finish line, right? Who can get the best products now? But it's about trying to bring the next generation in, yeah. trying to build the products, um, and yeah, trying to trying to lower the barrier to entry. It's so important. Yeah, no, and, and succession planning for the future, because obviously, without create, without without having those links to education, you know, getting school leavers to think about it, is it even on the curriculum? It certainly isn't in the UK. And mm-hmm. it needs to be, yeah. and that you know, 100%. if anyone, if anyone is listening in government, we need to have this. This needs to go on the syllabus. You know, we don't need to worry about physics and biology as much as we need to worry about understanding cryptocurrency, understanding Web three, and understanding what what young people, what Generation Z and A Alpha are going to be talking about in ten years' time. So I'm I'm very passionate about that. So you you are technically still a startup. I mean, you're kind of coming out of startup mode because you're sort of a, over a year old. But how do you what would your advice be to our listener who is either thinking about or going into a startup mode? Like what, what crossed your mind when you were building, when you were saying like, we're going to go and do this. We're going to start up our yeah, own so business. 100%. So I would say one of the things I would, I would tell anyone is don't listen to what anyone has to say. <laughs> if you that. want to go and do something, go and do it. You know, myself and my co-founder, we're quite open about the fact we were, you know, I don't want to say relatively, we were extremely inexperienced in this industry relatively mm-hmm. when we started our company. You know, mm-hmm. we both had, you know, around a year's experience. So what kind of psychopath starts a company in an embryonic <laughs> industry with less than a year experience? Well, we did. And we're now one of the fastest growing companies in the sector. And what that shows you is that, you know, a lot of luck in life is down to hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people that are going to be telling you don't start a business have never started a business. Mm, yeah. um, you know, in recruitment, we're in a unique industry where there's such a need for, for recruiters that if you go and start a business and try it for six months and it doesn't work, you'll be given a, a job elsewhere. You know, you're not going to be out of work ever. Yeah. If you're a good recruiter, yeah. you're not going to be out of work. So even if mm. your first business doesn't work, try it and try it again. You know, the best leaders in the world have all failed hundreds mm. of times. So if you fail the first time, what does it matter? So my mm. first piece of advice would be don't listen to anyone. There wasn't one person, whether it was my mum, dad, old boss, friends in the industry, people I know that own recruitment companies that said, oh, go and start that. You know, that'll be a success. Everyone was like, whoa, what are you doing? So we went, look, we're going to give it a go. That. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, you know. Um, so, yeah, don't listen to anyone. If you believe in yourself, then then back yourself. Clayton, I absolutely love that because it, it's so true. And I think that there's so much narrative out there about, you know, being your own boss and owning this and doing that. And actually it's blooming hard work. But if you've got the vision, you've got the purpose, you've got to carve out your own path with it. And you've echoed everything that I ever say, because obviously I'm a Rex wreck in my day job. And when people come to me, because I do set people up in joint ventures and in, with investors, and I say the worst thing that can happen is you go and get a job back in industry, you will be employable because you've got all the behaviours. You know, you can be an entrepreneur working in someone's business, or you can go like you clearly did with your co-founder. Do you know what? Let's just go and give it a go. I love that everybody told you no, because you're almost in defiance are going to prove that you're going to make a success of it are there any other we said we we said to ourselves you know we're either going to learn in five years time when we do this or Mm. we're going to learn in the company we're in at the moment or we can learn Mm. for ourselves and make Mm. those mistakes for ourselves you know we pay that we pay the price but we you know we get the Mm. we get the gains as well so we thought i'd rather take that risk and and learn this lesson ourselves and Mm. and and that's what we've done you know in terms of other things i would recommend Mm. um we were in a fortunate position where we had quite a supportive um, and talented friendship group. You know, that's where mm-hmm. we started our recruitment. We reached out to a couple of people that we were close with and said, that actually had recruitment experience. And we said, look, 
we've set this up. We've done quite well over the last couple of months. We think this model works. Mm. Um, they also cared and knew about crypto. So I think start start close to home. I think mm. it's it's a good place to start. When you're when you're having a startup, the, ironically, the recruitment is so difficult because it's your baby now, right? Mm. And suddenly you understand what all your clients, when they reject people after seven stages of interview, you suddenly understand because it's so important who you yeah. bring on. It's so key. So I would say start close to home and, and be really um, careful about, you know, when you're bringing people on. We've made a couple of mistakes over, mm. over you know, the months that we've, we've established. So be tight with your recruitment process. Really think about decisions, um, but, but be brave. But, yeah, I would say start like close that. to home and, and reach out to people that you know that are skilled because everyone's got a different skill set, whether they can help you with your marketing, whether they can help you with your branding. Look at the resources that you have available to you. Myself and my co-founder were completely bootstrapped, zero investment, you know, no, no okay. joint venture at all, no companies helping us. I was sleeping on my dad's sofa. Um, he, 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 was, he was staying at home as well. We had no money in the bank and we thought, you know, what can we do? So I went on to YouTube, um, how to build a website. I've never built a website before. Wow, built our this first is amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was completely, you know, brick one up to brick 10. Um, so the first stages for us, and I think a similar a person in a similar scenario, the first mm. opportunity for you, the first most important thing is raising capital, right? Mm. Because when you raise capital, then you can do things in, in a more proper way. Mm. You can actually have a website built. You can have someone running your social media, which is really important. So raise some capital um, in terms of, you know, getting that first deal in, you know, just work hours and hours and hours till that first deal goes in. And you'll notice you're not on a 10% sliding scale anymore. You know, when you get that first deal in, that's yours. Um, so you can do a lot with that money and it's about being wise mm. with your money. Like yeah. I said, utilize the resources that are close to you. But first of all, just absolutely steam the hours, get that, get that work in so that you have that capital to try and build a brand and try and build it. a name for yourself because it's really mm. important. Of course it is. I just want to pick up on something that you, you, you've, it's been a theme the whole way through about your passion and your care for the sector. So when you're hiring people to work for you, and this will resonate whether you're listening as a legal recruiter or a, an HR recruiter, it doesn't matter. I've always believed that if you place somebody in a recruitment desk where they're really interested in the sector, they will do much better than somebody that's just going through the motions and the mechanics. What you seem to be of the same ilk that you think if you're passionate 100%. about it, you'll just you won't feel like working, which I know sounds crazy. I mean, we don't really feel like, and I don't want to offend any any listeners no, or anything. No. We don't feel like recruitment is that difficult of a job. I'm going to say we feel like it's it's a, it's a people thing. Can mm. you see value in people? Can you see because everyone has a skill to provide? So it's yeah. just about spotting what skill each person mm. has to provide. Right, everyone's mm. got something within them. So if you can identify that, you're going to be a good recruiter. So if you match that with going into an industry that's your passion. That's a hundred percent the way to go. And that's the, that's what I would say to anyone that's thinking of yeah. doing their own startup is it doesn't matter. Like you said, whether you're in legal recruitment, whether you're doing NHS recruitment, whether you're doing teaching recruitment, yeah, if you really care, mm. if you really care about makeup or you really care about swimming, you know, you love to swim. Mm. So, you know, I, we met people when we were sort of, we were considering incubation and accelerators, all this kind of stuff. When we started before we launched, we met a company that recruit helicopter pilots in South huh. Africa. You know, and that, that is their sole business model. So Love whatever it. you care about, yeah. if, you, if you care enough about it, learn, there will mm. be a niche because all you need in recruitment mm. is a niche. The margins yeah. are good. So if you have your niche yeah. and you care, you, you will do well. I think you are a leader of, of the new world of recruitment where it, we're kind of going 
not going full circle to where I started or where recruitment started, but I think there has been this these lost years where recruitment has been transactional. Recruitment has 100%. been about portals. It's been all through because technology is there to support the human journey. And it's so refreshing. And I don't want to sound patronizing, but it's really refreshing for me to meet somebody so passionate about their sector. Because to me, I don't think recruitment is a complicated job. I don't think recruitment is a difficult process. I think humans make it complicated and difficult because maybe they're not excited and I think if I think back to me my first recruitment job I worked in engineering and you think oh gosh but actually I was dead interested because these people made cars they made airplanes and I'd be set I'd have them showing me drawings and show me how the windows don't fall out of an airplane and I was so enthusiastic and I've never whenever I interview anybody and whenever I speak to any leaders I want that level of passion in the people that you're going to be partnering so it's so encouraging that there are leaders like you out there and that's why you're flourishing because that will come across and you know your industry will get to respect you for it because you care I think it's really underestimated I really do I really appreciate that. Those are, those are very kind words. And and I hope that, you know, our care really does shine through with our mm, clients. I think, yeah. you know, so far we seem to have, you know, a lot of success stories, but hopefully we can keep yeah. growing. I think we've got to that point, I think, that happens in a typical recruitment company startup lifestyle, from what I'm aware, that you kind of get to that, that double figures point. Mm. And then suddenly you kind of need more infrastructure. You have, you mm. need to have people that kind of work on the finances, people that work on the branding. So it's about, for us, the next step is about, getting over that difficult phase where it's maybe going mm. from, you know, 12 to 25 or, yeah. you know, 25 to 40, because suddenly it's not just a company of, of, you know, a small team of recruiters that are kind of working together. It's about taking a business or taking you know, a project into a business or into a company, which is, mm. you know, something that we're still learning, but you have mm. to be, you know, as an entrepreneur, whether you're 50 or, or 15, everyone's learning every day. And I think oh, that's definitely. one of the most important takeaways is just don't be, don't be scared of learning. You don't know everything. You def- definitely don't know everything, don't know everything at all. And no, no one knows everything about everything. So it's as simple as that. Well, I hope that we can witness your journey because I do think that there'll be a lot of people listening, leaders, particularly who've got large scale companies who have gone through that very painful. It is the most painful growth phase, apparently. 10 to 25 is the most painful, yeah. but you will do it. I have absolutely no doubt. So we are recording this as we head towards the end of 2022. What do you think 2023 and beyond has in store for you? Oh, a Bitcoin all-time high would be great. I won't lie to you. So let's uh, <laughs> let's push for that. Everyone get buying Bitcoin, please. Um, but no, I think that, you know, we're, we're coming into some difficult times. To be honest, if you look at the macroeconomics, you know, the recession's on the way. So I just want to see people working hard, um, looking after themselves mm. and, and taking risks. You know, um, life's never got all the answers. You're never going to have a perfect setup to start your own business. So when you feel like you're ready to just, you know, go and take that step. Because like I said, you know, the time's never going to be perfect. So it's just about taking that risk whenever you feel you can. Just be brave like Clayton, be brave. This has been so delightful. I've loved every second of it. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast.